Thank you, Stavros, and thank you to the panelists for a very interesting discussion on uh, a topic of particular interest for Cyprus and for the regional economy. And now I have the great pleasure to welcome uh, Natasha Pilidis. Natasha is the Deputy Minister of Shipping. Uh, she's the first one to be appointed uh, to this position as an independent ministry. So, Natasha, thank you for being with us, and the podium is yours. Well, thank you very much, uh, Nicholas. Thank you all so much for being here today. I'm uh, delighted that there is a shipping panel included in this, uh, in this conference, and I'm also delighted to welcome uh, the speakers of the next panel, um, who are really going to offer their insight as clients of the Cyprus flag and clients of our administration in terms of uh, how they're experiencing uh, Cyprus and, and whether what we're doing is, is hopefully working. So I'll give you a bit of background on what we're trying to do as public sector and how we view the development of the shipping deputy ministry in the next, um, in the next few years. Um, so as Cyprus, we've been a maritime nation since the very ancient times. Um, in fact, uh, back in sort of 500 BC, which um, was a long time ago, we had um, uh, one of the largest fleets in the world, which was being provided to uh, Persia, actually, at the time. Uh, but then when the kings of Cyprus revolted and decided that they were going to support Alexander the Great, they provided about 120 ships to the um, to Alexander for his, uh, for his battles. So today we have about 10 times um, those vessels in our uh, registry, which is pretty good. We're still on the map. Uh, we're 11th um, largest fleet worldwide, but third in the EU. And we're also within the top three ship management, um, third-party ship management uh, locations in the world. So I'll give you a few figures later on that show uh, how that reflects on um, the Cyprus economy. But uh, it's around 7% contribution to our GDP. It's probably about 5,000 people uh, employed onshore and 55,000 seafarers. Oops, I've gone a bit too far. But I'll show you um, the numbers of the fleet. Uh, so in 2018, we've got about 24 uh, million gross tons, which shows steady growth uh, in the last few years. We are really working on getting more ships under our flag, and hopefully that will be uh, seen in results in years to come. Uh, in terms of the companies that are registered under our specific tax system for, for ships, for shipping, for shipping companies, we've got huge increase in recent years. And I want to tell you that the 2018 column says 178. Um, that was back in May, and I checked yesterday, and it's now 188. So we've um, uh, done pretty well since the beginning of the deputy ministry. We've gone from 168 to 188, and hopefully we'll have even more companies added to that um, uh, by the end of the year. So. Um, why is Cyprus uh, important? I guess you've seen a lot of that in the previous uh, uh, discussions and what the other speakers have said, so I won't go into it in great detail, but it's important to know that there's a framework that is generally conducive to doing business, and that is very important to, um, to our clients, as well as the shipping-specific uh, benefits, which are, of course, of major importance also. So in terms of our uh, offering as a shipping nation, um, 
we want to have an excellent quality flag. That's very important to us. We have 150 people within the deputy ministry who specialize, um, well, some of them specialize on providing specific services to our ship owners when they need um, those services. We have, uh, I'll talk about it later on, um, a few systems that make sure that that happens. Um, but another driver of the economy is the fact that we now have a cluster which is fairly well developed. So when a ship owner or any shipping uh, company bases itself in Cyprus, it can find a full range of services available to do uh, anything that it wants to do uh, in Cyprus. And that's really the aim, is to provide a very holistic solution to companies coming to Cyprus. So we've taken great steps in recent years to expand things like shipping finance, shipping insurance, all the sort of uh, ancillary services that need to be in place. And that, of course, is very beneficial for the economy because it increases both the number of people that are employed in Cyprus, but also the level of expertise. And one of the reasons why we think we are attracting companies and getting them to stay and grow in Cyprus is that they can find that expertise at a relatively uh, low cost compared to competitive uh, uh, jurisdictions. Uh, so there it is, our multilingual shipping workforce. Um, and we're also a pretty uh, good location. I think the previous panel sort of brought that out, that the geopolitical position of Cyprus does help. And we think that the energy opportunities will open up more um, prospects for shipping companies uh, based and operating in, eastern, uh, in the eastern Mediterranean. Um, tax and legal, I guess it makes... Um, more of a difference this, these days that we're a common law jurisdiction, what with uh, Brexit and everything that's happening, uh, because our legal uh, system is very, very um, business friendly. We definitely will try to preserve that. Um, and we also have uh, the tonnage tax system, which I showed earlier the figures of the companies that uh, are actually in the system. It's applicable to ship owners, charterers, and ship managers, so pretty comprehensive compared to other systems in the world. And it also has the advantage that it was the first one ever to have got approved by the EU. So we have uh, the stamp of the EU in terms of its compatibility to uh, the guidelines that we are uh, that we have to adhere to. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I think you've heard all this stuff before. We've got the double tax treaties and the bilateral agreements and merchant shipping, which obviously help as well. Um, so, I mentioned the deputy ministry earlier as, um, well, Nicholas mentioned it as the first ever. We've been uh, in existence since the 1st of March. Uh, but the Department of Merchant Shipping has existed since the 1970s, and that's what's transferred the level of expertise and knowledge into our deputy ministry. We have um, a big, big focus on excellence of service. It's what we want to do. We have 24-7 service available to our clients, uh, people on mobile phones responding for emergency situations around the clock, and we've been... Um, many times uh, to the office on a Christmas day or Easter day or whatever it might be to register a vessel or to do something important for our clients. So there is uh, that level of enthusiasm and mo motivation carries down to every single person that works at the uh, deputy ministry. Um, so we're, we're very proud of that. We're very proud of the specialization uh, that our team has. And we're also... Um, or at least our calculators say and our calculations say that long term we have the most competitive um, costs in, 
in the world, basically, when it comes to um, servicing our clients. So, um, you know, non-EU jurisdictions nowadays, there is a lot of talk about how competitive uh, European shipping is and whether we are uh, able to compete. I think we are able to compete, and we will definitely um, uh, keep this as a as a core uh, sort of driver of, of of the development of our registry and our um, and our cluster. Um, there's always a customer orientated approach. We um, really appreciate our clients. We are very, very grateful to them for being in Cyprus, and we want to be doing a good job for them. So we have a committee that is in place, which basically includes uh, representation from the private sector. They give us their feedback all the time, and all our plans are uh, completely um, sort of um, transparently shared with our with our clients so that they know uh, and they have a say on whether our services are good enough, whether they are proactive enough, uh, the direction in which we need to go to continue improving. And those are things that we take on board uh, very, very seriously. Uh, maritime offices in uh, six countries other than Cyprus, so that's also an important part of uh, what we do. And we also try to have as much involvement in uh, the EU, IMO, ILO, EMSA discussions on uh, important matters for shipping. We think that being a large player in shipping comes with a degree of responsibility, and that responsibility is not just to the clients, it's to, um, it's, it's really to the world in terms of environmental issues, social issues, seafarers issues, uh, but also uh, in terms of the global shipping industry remaining sustainable and competitive, which is something that we very much want to ensure and contribute towards. So, um, those are the pillars of our deputy ministry. We have a rather um, a larger mandate because we cover very technical issues as well as very uh, non-technical issues. So um, we try to offer one-stop uh, services to our clients so uh, they can come to us with any problem and we do try to resolve it. But we're trying to formalize that process so that we have a very sort of robust system that ensures that that is the case. Um, we are also in charge of the integrated maritime policy, which is a, a, a big thing in, in Europe in terms of certain EU uh, regulations that we have to uh, adhere to. International relations, I've already mentioned, um, and then, of course, port state control, flag state control. Uh, we do have a level of expertise which we try to share. So we do uh, seminars at EMSA, IMO level. We're part of the audits, and we offer our insight so that we can make sure that other countries which are uh, perhaps less experienced in shipping are able to advance and, uh, and basically implement IMO conventions and best practices in the best possible way. Um, in terms of competitiveness, very active legal uh, tax uh, and registry departments which are um, which are now working on simplifying the rules even further, automating further so that we can remain competitive. Now, I mentioned the special relationship with the private sector and how uh, that is really quite an important USP. Uh, and I wanted to show that here in terms of uh, what that means. It means um, collaborating, but it also means maintaining a very professional relationship in terms of the regulatory side. So, uh, so we try to combine um, that role in the best uh, way we can. 
And finally, what do we do for CSR as a deputy ministry? Uh, we support research and innovation. There are a lot of projects going on which are trying to obtain EU funding. We think that's so important in terms of adding uh, another element to our cluster, which uh, uh, basically will enable technological solutions to um, um, to uh, take the industry forward, particularly in things like environmentally friendly solutions, uh, pollution reduction, um, cyber security, and other major issues that the industry is facing. Uh, we also do a lot to raise public awareness. We've got three maritime academies operating in Cyprus. We also um, approve and monitor another um, nine um, in, in Greece and one in Zanzibar. So there's a lot of work that we do uh, in terms of making sure that there is human talent available to feed into the industry, but we're also doing a lot of work to raise public awareness as to the careers available, blue careers we call them in, in maritime, and what people can do um, to uh, get into the sector. Um, and so local expertise I think we have, I think one of our main uh, issues in coming years will be to ensure that we have enough supply for the demand that is increasing. Um, and uh, hopefully we are taking a part uh, or uh, contributing to the reduction of uh, unemployment and underemployment through the growth of the sector. Um, so that's basically it from me. That's the um, end of the overview, and I'm sure uh, the private sector will be able to add a lot of insight to that. Thank you. And happy to take any questions, actually, if there's any one that wants to ask anything. Hello. Do you have any leverage uh, in relation to the um, uh, legislation, international legislation about ship mov uh, shipping movements within the uh, Mediterranean Sea? Because uh, we know that the uh, Mediterranean Sea is a very close sea. Mm -hmm. Cyprus' uh, economy is also based on the good mm -hmm. environment of the Mediterranean Sea. And yeah. I know that uh, it's not just ships that they are uh, registered in the Cyprus flag that they are mobilizing there. Yes. Do you have any... any yeah, actually, problem? there's a lot of talk at EU level on whether the Mediterranean area should be uh, treated separately as in terms of environmental regulations and stuff. We have um, some very... Um, we're doing a lot of work on developing our views. Um, we also do a lot of work uh, trilaterally with the other two big flags in the EU, which are uh, Malta and Greece. And so we have our next trilateral meeting on Monday, actually, in Malta on Tuesday. So that's something that we will be discussing whether, um, you know, it's a fine balance because you need to, on the one hand, obviously uh, protect the environment, make sure that there are the right procedures in place, but there are also the... Uh, there's also the element of how to remain competitive. So you need whatever legislation is in place to apply... Uh, basically internationally, in our view. So that's one of the challenges that we're discussing at IMO level. Uh, but we also need to make sure that there's consistent implementation. And the Mediterranean, yes, it's a closed sea. Uh, there are many countries of the EU that uh, uh, are, um, you know, in the, in the Mediterranean. Uh, but there's also countries that are not. So we need to make sure that whatever is introduced will actually be applicable to everyone and not just to the EU countries. So um, thank you for that, and uh, panelists, please.